Caitlin was in a dry patch. It was 11 o'clock in the morning and she lay on her back on a patch of brown grass. She was under a beech tree in her secret field behind the town, down the hill from a defunct windmill, now turned greyish Airbnb. She had always seen the ancient beech trees, like the sinews of a reptilian skeleton. Its veins looked like piles of unknitted wool. Talking of wool, she had a cardi to finish, but she'd spilt chocolate Nesquik on the pattern this morning, so she'd abandoned the job. It was starting to become pendulous at the hems anyway. The beech tree was in need of surgery, but Caitlin loved how mangled and dishevelled it was, like a widower's hair. She saw shapes in the gaps in the branches, a turtle's belly, vascular threads of blood vessels, the tunnels of white pith in an orange. The branches eased over one another and undulated in time with her breathing. She prodded at the epicentre of an ulcer with her tongue on the wall of her right cheek. Too much beer and not enough citrus fruit again, Caitlin, she thought. One of those fruit flies had flown up her nose this morning while she lay texting in bed. Although she was pretty sure she'd blown it out, she could still feel a tickle as if it was still up there. Then on the horizon, where the windmill erected itself on the hill, she spotted a bright fluorescent orange beanie hat approaching. What a statement, she thought. Isn't that what mountaineers or hunters have to wear to avoid getting shot? She could hear the owner humming a tune as it got closer. He looked like that woman in the park that she saw with the Sonic Youth t-shirt that time. As the woman reached the flatlands by the beach, she recognised the humming was a Kate Bush song, but she couldn't remember the name of it and it was annoying her. The woman took out her earbuds and then shoved them loose into her jean pocket and when she got close to Caitlin she just called out hello. It was her from the park. Caitlin replied back with a quiet and tentative hello and then casually checked behind her in case she'd meant someone else. She remembered she was this confident and familiar before so she was really curious to see how this might go now. The wind subsided. A sense of sunlight waited in the wings, behind a few inane clouds. Sorry to disturb your peace and quiet, the woman said, and smiled, which instantly made Caitlin feel a bit at ease. It's fine by me. I was just going to congratulate you on that hat. <laughs> this old thing. She flicked invisible hair imitating an old diva. Surprised you noticed it. She let out a big mandatory sigh. Do you mind if I just sit for a second? My poor old bones have given up. The view was such a treat it made sense that it would be a communal experience. So Caitlin just welcomed her to the ground with an arm. How old had she meant her old bones were? They looked about the same as her bones. She sat in line with Caitlin and unzipped her expensive-looking raincoat. 
Now, it would have made sense for them to exchange names at this point. But strangely, that didn't happen. The woman just took her jacket off and stretched out her legs. Don't worry, this isn't Pilates. I think I've actually got gout. Can women get gout? Caitlin said, I hope not. Or I'm in trouble. I love your trainers, said the woman, as she wrenched off her hoodie to reveal another few layers of vintage clothing. Was this woman a master of compliments? Full to the brim with confidence? Or was she just a lovely and honest person that just said nice things when she thought of them? They both turned their heads quickly when a loud bang erupted from the garden of the house behind them. It made them smile at each other at getting such a fright. This spot is special, eh? Yeah, it's one of my favourites, said Caitlin. I've got a bit of a crush on this tree here. Although I'm a bit worried about the some of the ends there that might be the start of a disease. Oh no, said this woman. What is it, oak? That's a total stab in the dark, by the way. I don't know why I said that. I've no idea what trees are. It's beech, I think, said Caitlin, feeling a bit embarrassed. But then they spoke about beech trees. And then they spoke about infected beech trees. And Caitlin was actually doing most of the talking. But the woman seemed completely absorbed. And not in a patronising way. There was still no mention of names or anything normally associated with meeting someone. They were just two humans, peer-to-peer with a random topic, and in this case it was sap-sucking insects and canker fungus. They both relaxed on the grass and weren't making eye contact now, just looking ahead. Caitlin hoped it wasn't coming across as weird, but this woman's probably like this with everyone, she thought. She probably always invites people around her house, having known them for five minutes. Look at her demeanour, she thought. She's dressed like an actress at a filmed rehearsal. Everything she's wearing is so completely unmatched, but seems so deftly crafted. There's no way Caitlin could pull this off. It would look pretentious. She imagined this woman had a house full of cut flowers and her children's arts and crafts everywhere and the dregs of herbal tea in every room. And then came a little silence between them. It was covered up by the silent admiration of the view and the arrival of a second or two of sunshine. You're Caitlin, aren't you? She said, as she sipped from an expensive-looking water bottle. This would have absolutely floored Caitlin had she not been sitting on the grass. She couldn't help but laugh at the surprise. Sorry, is it not, Caitlin? The woman seemed rather coy, following Caitlin's reaction. No, 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 it is Caitlin. How did you know that? My friend pointed you out before. I think she bought one of your cross stitches a little while back. Is that you? Sorry. It sounds really creepy now saying all this. I'm not a stalker. This didn't feel quite real for Caitlin. Yeah, that's me. What's your friend called? Faye. I can't remember a second name. 
don't think I know her, Faye. Oh, she's lush. She, she hasn't met you. She just knows you. <laughs> Sorry, this sounds a bit catfish now, doesn't it? Sorry. It did a bit. It was a little bit strange. But maybe not. It's a small town. And there aren't many women her age who would appreciate a cross-stitch of that cat bus from my neighbour Totoro. I'm Charlie, by the way. Sorry, I probably should have said that earlier. And then they shook hands because it felt like the right thing to do. But it had a sense of irony to it, like they were imitating men in the 1950s. Then they chatted about the craft market. And then she told her about her group of girls that went swimming in the sea and in rivers. As they hoisted their old bones to their feet, having felt they should get back to the real world, Charlie gently begged Caitlin to come and give swimming a go next Sunday morning. Of course she's the sort of woman to invite people straight away. But from strangers to swimming costumes in a week, that would be quite a journey. Caitlin hadn't swum in the sea since she was ten. But she was reassured it was mostly about the coffee and the pastries afterwards. Caitlin saw the beech tree wink at her when the sun tilted from behind the clouds. But the windmill sails were static, resolute, and flaking. 